Welcome to a brand new edition of Tao Light Talk. This is Casey. And this is Chris. It is the weekly geekly podcast um, featured on Radio Public. I don't know if you guys have the app, but if you don't download it, you can get all our episodes there. Best thing about it is that they do offer a kick uh, to indie podcast. Every time you do a download, they give us a little bit. We take those little bits and we make the show a little bit better as far as the quality, as far as the website hosting, all that fun stuff. We put it right back into Don't Forget a Towel, which is going into its six-year anniversary this July. So if you can help us out by downloading that Radio Public app and getting your episodes that way, it would be most appreciative. But Chris, got a lot of news today. Why don't we get into some Marvel stuff? We do. And just, you know, speaking of milestones, this is episode 90. So we episode are 90, okay. holy cats. Yep, so we're fast approaching 100. Maybe by the time we get our six-year anniversary, actually, it almost lines up that way. Right, so. right. It's like um, stars, they want it to happen. So Yeah, yeah. we'll have to do a giveaway. Get yeah, ready. That sounds, like a good, that sounds like a good idea. <laughs> I think so. It's about, it's about damn time we did one of those. <laughs> so, all right, let me... Uh, we got a good giveaway. What's that? Oh. So we got enough toys in my basement. We might be able to pick one off the shop. I'll write it off. Anywho, all right, yeah, let's get into it. Um, so Marvel News. In anticipation for uh, Phase 4 coming up after the Infinity War is over, uh, there's not, you know, there's only really one movie announced at this point for that, and that's uh, Guardians, Guardians 3. And uh, sorry, a few movies. Guardians Three and Spider Man Homecoming Two, but Homecoming Two is really distributed by Sony this time around, so it's probably going to be a little bit outside of the MCU scope. Um, but they just uh, Kevin Feige just announced that they're going to be working on a Eternals movie, and finally they came up with uh, a couple of people to pen it. It's Matthew and Ryan Furpo. Not really overly familiar with them, are you? No, not. Uh, I read. I, I was going to write down what they actually have, what their last project look, keep was. Talking. Yeah, look it up. Um, so the Eternals is is an exciting kind of. It reminds me a lot of, of kind of like Jack Kirby's New Gods. Um, so uh, the Eternals were introduced in 1976, uh, and the first series was written and drawn by Jack Kirby, which is always interesting. Of course. Uh, and what they are. Uh, the Eternals are a superpowered evolutionary offshoot of humanity. So I'm not overly familiar. I, I started to look into them last night a little bit. I was looking for uh, like a collection of the first comics. I know that uh, that Thanos is actually one of them, uh, one of the generations of Eternals. Uh, so that's kind of interesting as well. So we'll see how this kind of plays into uh, where the MCU is left after uh, Infinity Wars, like I said, over. Yeah, I did. I didn't know that Thanos was part of that, so I could see there being a tie-in, you know, because that character won't ever go, go away. Um, he he is eternal. Um, I just wanted to say, well, A, the Furpos, really nothing. They've only done a bunch of shorts, yeah. and they're doing pre-production on another movie. Um, but other than that, they have no TV or really cinematic uh, presence, which is curious. Um, but I... Even though Sony still is uh, putting up the money for Spider-Man, it is a dual thing. Yeah, because Kevin Feige has gone on record to say that 
uh, Spider-Man Homecoming is the first movie that directly deals with the fallout of Avengers 4. So, um, just as an FYI. But yeah, Eternals, great. Can't wait. Who cares? It's, you know, it's another Marvel movie that I'm going to see. So, (laughs) not who cares, but, you know, I'm there. I'm excited. Yeah, I mean, this is, this is kind of like, this is a riskier project than most, kind of like in the lieu of Guardians of the Galaxy, which was super successful. Uh, So, We'll see what they can do with this. Uh, just in, just kind of like comment on the Spider-Man thing. They've they've come out and flatly said that um, that Venom is not part of the MCU. Yeah. So this is where we're getting kind of like what's what's really happening with the Sony side of things. Um, how much you know? How much will Spider-Man cross over? Uh, I'm I'm guessing not that much. Maybe not at all at this point. Maybe we'll get a cameo maybe we'll get a mention but tom holland is confirmed to um appear in the movie but that's tom holland and it doesn't mean spider-man is that means peter parker Uh, right just as a little you know you know how they do things so really it's just it's just a one-way street for their for mcu it's just another waste of effing time yeah exactly (laughs) Speaking of a uh, waste of effing time, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has been renewed for the sixth season. Uh, I'm just joking. I actually like this show. Uh, because I haven't finished this season, but it's, uh, from every, what everybody says and everybody's beliefs in this show, that it's gotten better or less two seasons, which, you know, I watched the beginning of the season. I do agree. I am actually very surprised it got renewed for a sixth season. I was hoping that they were just going to leave it open at the end of this, or maybe they all just start disappearing, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> an Infinity War uh, style, but uh, the show's going to return summer of 2019, which is post everything. So maybe, maybe they're all going to connect these things. Maybe that like, you know, Quake will, maybe they'll try to fit these people into phase four because it seems like they're going more of the, they're going to lose their big guns in phase four. I, I can imagine to some extent, some extent. Um, yeah, I don't care about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., as you know. Um, putting it a summertime death slot amongst all the other shows that got canceled in the last couple of weeks, like The Expanse and like some other ones that were like good, like in even like rated good. It's just that nobody's like watching them. Quantico, like I was just like really kind of shocked at that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is still around, but got that disney money behind it and um that's the only thing that i can really see or to your point if they are somehow going to connect it to the mcu overall then you know but with kevin feige and ike permelter um i can't remember what his last name is the guy who runs the tv division still at odds i i really don't see it ever happening but for all you agents of shields fans yay for you (laughs) yeah I, not you know, you mentioned like shows like The Expanse. I'm really surprised by that because that's so, it's it's fan and critically renowned. You know, it's very popular. It's supposed to be awesome. I've been trying to. I want to get it started, but it's yeah. like, it's like this whole thing where, what? Well, it was on Sci-Fi, right? So yeah. I read this meme the other day. It was like, Sci-Fi Channel shows just start imagining an ending because they never finish. You know, they get canceled anyway. Everything gets canceled, I guess. It's just well, it's like the new fun. Fox, you know? It, yeah, exactly. 
so it's like you know i appreciate what they're doing on these cable channels and it's and it's getting better because you can be a lot more risque and you can you can swear and it's it's a lot you know it's it's more free but it, what's the point you know something like this should exist on a streaming service so i would i would look you know like Brooklyn Nine Nine, yeah, it gets picked up by another network. That's that's one thing. But like a lot of these 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 longer shows, they should like expand should be get picked up by Netflix or something. You know, something better, something where these shows can actually like shine. You know, so mm-hmm. I don't know. I just feel like people aren't buying TV, and you know, people aren't buying TV anymore. So they're unplugging completely. So um, weird. It yeah, is. I don't I don't know, man. It's too bad. It's too bad because you know. There's junk on TV that shouldn't be there, and there's stuff getting canceled. That years, years of TV. So, uh, next up, we had confirmation from Kevin Feige that Kamala Khan will be making an appearance at MCU in Phase Four as you know Ms. Marvel, a very popularized uh, superheroine uh, from you know the recent days. So I loved, I love to see these these more recent heroes really. Coming up, coming of age, and um, being as popular as their predecessors, you know, for that have been around for years and years and years. So it's always cool to see whenever a company comes up with a character that is loved and 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 shown off in this way. So I just I just do want to clarify things a little bit because people are kind of, and we might even be a little bit um, at fault with this. He said specifically Captain Marvel shooting right now with Brie Larson, Miss Marvel, which is another character in the comic books, the Muslim hero who is inspired by Captain Marvel is definitely sort of in the works. We have plans for that once we've introduced Captain Marvel to the world. So why that's a confirmation of the character getting added in at some point, there's, we don't know how that shows up. It could be like, Tom Holland supposedly being an Iron Man three sort of situation. You know what I mean? So like, while I, I will be excited to, to see Miss Marvel show up in a MCU movie that to me is not a confirmation that it's going to happen anytime soon. I, yeah, but it's a lot, it's a lot more than like, let's, let's retro retroact this being, Peter of course, and Iron Man too. you know what I mean? If Kevin Feige says something, I'm taking that as gold because I do, but he they didn't have, say, have. he said sort of in the works. He didn't say, she's coming phase yeah. four. Yeah, but, I mean, sort of in the works, that's that's coming. That's, <laughs> okay. They're, they're making an Eternals movie, man. There's no reason why Ms. Marvel's not going to show up at a show. They were also making anything. an Inhumans movie. I just don't like to get ahead of myself. Right. That's and all. What? Inhumans, got a, Inhumans got a TV show. So no matter what, garbage or not. I'm just, I'm going to hold my excitement for Kamala Khan until we get some sort of poster or something. You know what I mean? Like, same thing with, like, Eh. Black Black Widow. Like, it's coming, sure, but I need some more solid stuff. That's all. Eh. It's not DC, so just get, you can be excited. (laughs) What's next? (laughs) (laughs) finally in uh some marvel news deadpool 2 reviews are mixed it's a mixed bag of emotions out there for deadpool 2 i'm not i'm not sure who to believe i don't believe anybody but myself maybe you sometimes um but yeah i mean 
I guess I like the idea of mixed reviews. I don't really same thing with the solo mixed reviews. It's kind of like yeah, we'll get you like to it. Them. Yeah, you like it or you don't. I I kind of like that more than this movie is a complete pile of garbage or or the critics really like it. Then I'm really wondering if it's a really big pile of garbage, you know. So I I don't know. What do you what have you heard? Um you know, I've heard that it's in line uh with the first one and then because I'm a big Collider person, so I listen to Collider Heroes and Jedi Council when it comes to Star Wars and the that it kind of sense at some points in some points they really push the X Force idea so that it takes away from the actual movie that's happening, which I hate when that happens. Like when they're so focused on almost like an age of Ultron. Like they're so focused on these infinity stones that they add in extra stuff that it's just like, well, can we just really deal with what's happening with Ultron right now? Instead of Thor going off into this hot tub and you know what I mean? Like, so if that's the case, um, you know, that will be a little bit disappointing, but everybody said that Deadpool is still the man and he makes the movie and uh, it's just the other stuff that kind of gets lost along the way. But, yeah, you know, I will see, you know, again, they said it's a Deadpool movie. It's going to make a ton of money. And, um, you know, hopefully it was already keep it, you know, Ryan Reynolds keeps a hundred percent creative control again, because they, they have a formula that works. So. Excellent. Yeah. When does that drop? This week? Next week? This week. No. Uh, so we're recording this on the 16th. Technically, it comes out tomorrow. Tomorrow, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, I don't have my tickets yet. Hopefully, I get to see it on Sunday or early next week. Um, but I am excited nonetheless. Cool. Cool, cool. for Deadpool. All right. Rock <laughs> on. All right. Next up. Uh, DC Comic News. A little sad news this week. Uh, Margot Kidder passed away. She played Lois Lane in the original Superman movies. And unfortunately, we lost her this week at the age of 69, I believe it was. So, yeah, rest in peace. That's sad. Yeah, you know, I I love um, her as Lois, uh, especially in the first one. So, that one was. that was a little rough. It's just, you know, and again, like 70 is like the new 50, you know, like look at Harrison Ford, like he's still kicking ass and taking names. So yeah. it's, it's hard when some of these people, you know, kind of leap too early in my opinion, you know, Carrie Fisher still. So, uh, you know, our thoughts and prayers go out to Margot Kidder's family. All right. Some positive news coming out of DC, DC universe. Is going into full swing, it seems like. Uh, announcements, teases here, there, everywhere. I, I'm really wondering. Did, they didn't give us a, a date for the for when it goes live, right? They haven't no, They haven't even signed, had subscription signs to sign up yet. So uh, DC Universe is coming soon. We know that. Uh, so this week they announced that Doom Patrol will be getting its own 13-episode miniseries, at least, you know, to start. On DC Universe, uh, this this show will be spinning out of Titans, uh, in which the Doom Patrol show up uh, for an episode or two, I believe, somewhere in there. And uh, 
this this makes a statement uh, about a character that we were not aware of being part of this universe, and that's Cyborg. Uh, Cyborg has not been cast in this universe yet, uh, so I found that kind of interesting. And seeing that the Titans lineup was Sans Cyborg, that's another kind of interesting aspect to me as well. So I'm wondering where this uh, this DC universe is actually going to fall. Uh, and I posed this question on our social media the other day. Does the DC universe, are they going to line up DC universe with the cinematic universe? I think the, yes. I think that they, with Arrow, verse, um, and I don't think we'll ever get that world mixed in with the movies, but I think this streaming service seems to be more controlled by the cinematic people. So just so everybody knows as well, Doom Patrol is getting brought to us by Greg Berlanti, who did the Arrowverse, and Jeff Johns, um, who helped kick off Flash on TV, but has mostly taken a step towards um, this online streaming service and the movies, you know, with Wonder Woman and stuff. So I think that this will lead in. I'm, you know, in your, you know, the social media post, I think Ray Fisher will be the cyborg um, because what is he doing otherwise, you know, really? And, right, um, exactly. and I think this is world building, you know what I mean? Um, I actually didn't know anything about the Doom Patrol and I read the, I read the breakdown here about uh, how they suffered horrible accidents. They gave them superhuman abilities, but also left them scarred and disfigured. And they go and do weird phenomena fights. I mean, it kind of sounded like dark man meets justice league dark. (laughs) Or accident. accident. Yeah. Right. It's all that stuff. Um, The other thing interesting about it is that uh, beast boy came from the doom patrol. Mm. at one point uh so makes sense there's a lot of there's a lot of history to that to that team so i think it's i think yeah i absolutely think that ray fisher could appear in this as like an overarching um leader you know kind of build his presence in the dc universe because i i think that they've been kind of lost on where to put him they had him as his own um they had him as his own standalone movie then they had him as like a, the Flash and Cyborg buddy buddy movie, so uh, and he you know f- as much as I don't like Justice League, I didn't really mind Ray Fisher's part in that movie. So it's I I wouldn't mind it, and I would love to see them kind of world build out of out of what they already <laughs> try to prove what they've messed up. So well, it's it's again it's something that they could if done right, and God knows they need the help it could set them apart from Marvel by really tying in, you know, when something epically huge happens, like, you know, uh, an Avengers type situation, or in this case, a justice league type situation. And we see these street level, quote unquote, street level characters, even though they're all superhumans, um, or metahumans, like just to see them have to deal with that in their own way, to me, would be very interesting. I think Jeff Johns and are the people to do it. So I really hope it comes true, but you know, we'll have to wait. Uh, the expected launch date of the DC universe is later on this year. You know, we know that swamp thing is coming out next year. We pretty much know that Titans is coming out this year. So I think this fall is when we'll kind of get some of these answers 
questions answered. <laughs> you know, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna just jump ahead real quick to Gotham season five and just make a quick statement about this because with Gotham season with Gotham being renewed for season five and it being labeled as the final season and a now, short what, season, right? And this is what shows need to do. Like this is this is the smartest thing that this show could do is clean it up and get it done with before you start really messing things up because the show was kind of like it could go either way a lot of the time and it's either people liked it or they didn't like it and um if you could suspend your batman beliefs a little bit it's a great show so and this is what i'm kind of getting at with like these cw shows it's like where do you put an end on these so you have dc universe coming out where they're going to start really expanding their mythology on, on on a tv service then you have what's going on in the cw verse and and Gotham just wrapping it up. So what what do you what, what do you kind of see with all this? The, what what is your opinion on that? So this is hard, right? Because CW, um, like Greg Berlanti is never going to stop making money, right? He's got Sabrina on Netflix. He's got these shows. Um, I think he has like another show, like on another network. The dude's he's like the new Ryan Murphy, in my opinion. Um, and so for him. It's fine. They just renewed all of the shows again, all of the everything. Black Lightning just started. Yeah. And like Arrow's getting renewed for season, what is it, seven now? So to me, what would make sense from a DC point of view only would be that this is the last seasons for Flash and Arrow. And that's it. Like this is the last season for them, these next seasons. Supergirl and Black Lightning go over to the DC universe because they're really young. You know what I mean? Like they they can still catch their feet. And then you still bring in you still bring in all those guys for um and same thing with Legends. Put that on the streaming. You still bring in like Stephen Amell and Grant Gustin and stuff for cameos, you know what I mean? And doing like these insanely epic crossovers, you know? And I think like that could be really, really cool, but like they kind of need to go the way of these Marvel guys where it's like your contracts are up. You, you've been doing it for a long time. Like let's bring in some new blood, even though I love them. You know, I love Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans and all those guys, but I think it's just like, there's a time and that makes sense from a DC point of view, from a CW point of view, never let these shows stop because these are the ones that are making them money. It's supernatural on season 13 going into 14. That's been making them all the viewers. Same thing with flash and arrow. Like they get all of the viewers. Like they just announced, I think two more vampire diaries, uh, spinoffs. One more, sorry, one more Vampire Diaries spinoff, but they already have the originals, so there's two from that period. There's a new Roswell show coming, you know, a reboot of that. And then um, there was someone, there was one other show, and it's just kind of, oh, Charmed, Charmed reboot. Yeah. Which yep. nobody wants to see because they're not honoring the original cast. Like, they're not having them come back or do cameos or anything. It's like they didn't, I remember reading uh from all those girls like they said like they never even got contacted so it's just kind of like it's to me like that's just stupid it's like heathers like why did you reboot this it's just dumb but um anyways i'm going off on a large tangent cw really doesn't have that 
many legs to stand on right now so that they need those shows. But if it was a purely DC point of view, I would try to move everything over to the streaming service um, and kind of put the bows on a couple of these programs that have been on for a long time. Yeah. I mean, who wants to act in something 10 years later? I mean, it's, well, they all do. Chris Evans. I mean, mean, they do. Yeah, they do. They love it. I don't, you know, think about it. Like who was Stephen Amell, you know, like, and he's not like he's like, it's not like turtles did anything good for him to launch his (laughs) acting career. So it's like, I get it. I get I, these things, but it's just from a logistic. We got to start wrapping up. Right, right. So you don't, yeah, you don't want to start losing clout or, you know, what you've achieved. Correct. You don't want to end it on a bad note. So, so let's end uh, this on a good note. Let's end it on a good note. Uh, DC Universe is bringing back Young Justice for season three, a fan demanded show that. Yeah, it's it's amazing what fans can do for for their favorite properties most of the time uh, <laughs> in a positive way. So we we got our first look at uh, at our first look at some art from the upcoming season, and I'm sure that's coming out this fall. I'm I'm really excited, and I urge you to take some time and watch that those first two seasons. Not very long. Um, so we got to look at the Outsiders, which is the title of season three and the outsiders of course are a team you know that batman put together in the past uh so we see some familiar faces from that and some new faces so uh the the outsiders are consisting at least of metamorpho and katana which yeah. are stand you know long-standing characters and the other three i'm not really familiar with uh there's some guesses on who they might be i i don't have any maybe you, you guys out there have confirmation of who they are i don't uh, but in the background, we get a good look at uh, Black Lightnings coming to the show, which is cool. Which means, you know, I'm I'm very happy when DC or any any property decides to really kind of move a character that has picked up steam or or has been introduced in, to the general public and has built the popularity. So, and also we see Artemis, uh, aka Tigress, in the back, Superboy, and Nightwing. So, uh, you know, so the regulars are back. And I can't wait to see where they they take this show. Yeah, it's time for me to to get on to get on it. So we'll see. <laughs> but I'm ready. Cool. You know what else I'm ready for? Some commercials. Commercials sounds good. <laughs> I'm Chris. And I'm Casey from Gourmet Scum Radio. We're true cousins talking about geeky pop culture stuff. You a fan of television, music, and movies of the 80s? <laughs> well, we are too. Do you like being transported to galaxies far, far away and the threat of troglodytes that go boom in the night? Well, we're going to geek out about it. Have you ever scared yourself listening to ska music while reading a comic book and sipping on a tasty Jones soda? Then this is the podcast for you! Gourmet Scum Radio is here to tickle your holes and make you believe in dynamite explosions right again! Make sure to check us out on Stitcher and iTunes. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter and check out our website at don'tforgetatowel.com. You won't regret it! There the bug is. She's a big one, ain't she? 
Oi! Over 20 points of articulation, great sculpting, and look at the paint job on her. We've been looking all over for this one. Let's get them in our sights and end this hunt now. All right. All right. Steady. Steady now. Got him! It's the pursuit of plastic. Listen to the podcast from the creators of Don'tForgetAtowl.com. Geek out about toy news, hunting, and histories on your favorite collectibles. And we are back from those great commercials. Let's get into everything else, the the main news miscellaneous segment of Talloy Talk, and take it away. Yeah, first up, Guillermo del Toro will be teaming up once again with Netflix to uh, work on a horror anthology called 10 After Midnight um, himself, and he's going to handpick other horror directors and writers to do this series. Um, kind of sounded a little bit like a Tales from the Crypt or a Amazing... Uh, tales like they did you know the Spielberg series where these different directors go and do these different episodes and count me in you know just sounds awesome yeah I mean I love anthology you know, Del Toro is hot today but I mean he's always been hot in art books so I mean I can't wait what was the uh what was the other one we were referring to did Troll Hunters anthology? no he's, he's oh yeah, yeah yeah he had a contract with Troll Hunters it's still going. It ends soon. The third and final season comes out uh, this summer. Okay. Okay. Yep. Um, and then in comic book TV news, uh, Deadly Class, um, the image comic written by Rick Remender, um, has its first look. It's coming to Sci-Fi Channel. Definitely looks unlike anything on Sci-Fi. Looks like kick-ass and... The Secret Service and Battle Royale combined. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was leave it to the Russos that uh, were owning the world right now. So that's that's just huge for sci-fi to get you know get those two working on a project for you. So I'm sure they're gonna be putting a lot of uh, their skill into this, and it looks great. Yeah, I um, need to read the comic. Um, that's the other thing, people. We, we've kind of preached in every episode, but a lot of these movies and TV shows, they start first. So go support your local comic book shops and later there and read these comics so we can see more of these stories come to life. So um, Rick Remender always has done a fantastic job, uh, you know, primarily over at Marvel, but he's been in the comic book game for a long time and I can't wait to see this show. Uh, let's see here. In the movie world, we got our first trailer for the Freddie Mercury biopic uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Apparently you like that trailer. Yeah, man, I love Queen. Queen's like one of my favorite bands of all time. Absolutely. I've been waiting for a look at this movie for a long time. I've been discussing it. And finally, we got to look at it, so... Looks good. Yeah, I. A lot um, of, uh, sorry, I was just gonna say it was a lot of you know the whole thing with Brian Singer. Uh, so this movie has finally come about. So thankfully, thankfully. Yeah, I'm wondering if Brian Brian Singer gets director credit. They didn't put his name anywhere on the trailer, so it might be in the little little tiny letters in the poster, but. 
trailer had a really, really good mashup of Queen songs. Like that, that was one of those. And of course they use Queen in the Suicide Squad trailer, but this to me reminded me of a trailer that's very well made. Um, just edited perfectly to the music. And, you know, we, we've been getting a lot of crappy trailers lately, so it's refreshing to see something like this where if the movie's not good, maybe, but the trailer was damn awesome. <laughs> <laughs> at, least, at least we have that to look back on. Got that to look back on. Um, so over at Paramount, uh, Snake Eyes movie is in the works. So G.I. Joe spinoff. Um, not sure if it was be Ray Park again, returning behind the mask. Uh, but Snake Eyes, you know, was always one of my favorite characters from G.I. Joe. And I thought, you know, he's one of the best parts of those two movies. So that should be interesting to see um, whatever, how that turns out. Yeah, I feel like, I really feel like that's the only G.I. Joe movie I need at this point until they really establish a shared universe uh, and Hasbro decides to actually move forward with that. So uh, I hope, I wish them all the luck in their future failure. Well, you know, we're getting mask, um, which is awesome. And we will get that Bumblebee movie, but I think their next steps really need to be establishing the shared universe. And if Snake Eyes is one of the first things to launch it, I'm fine. You know what I mean? I'm I'm good with that. I, I like that character and we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Um also Zombieland Two, long rumored. Um remember they made that show that nobody watched? I think it was one of the first Amazon Prime shows. Um <laughs> yeah. well, apparently Zombieland well, that, Two is coming see, out. That's the thing. That's the thing though. I mean, people don't want they don't want just this like ripoff of the movie. They want the original stars. They want that chemistry, which made that movie so good. Like nobody wants to watch it. That show made it was just stupid. It was a stupid idea. Now, ten years later, after this, after the original came out, I mean, this is all rumors still. I mean, but you know, the directors, the writers, I forgot who it was. Both the same people, right? They did both the writer and director. Who was that guy? Um, Ruben, no. Let's yeah, Ruben Fleischer was the director. Yeah. The writers, um, I can't remember their names at this moment, but they're the writers of Deadpool. So oh, they're, yeah, yeah. they're kind of riding high. Like yeah. they don't need, they don't really need Zombieland 2, but you know, I'm there. I'm, I'm all about it. Heck yeah. So, uh, you know, this is, they, they say the original cast is going to return. So this is all we can ask for. Yep. Absolutely. Um, so we'll see how that turns out. Uh, Chris Evans is going to be joining Neil Blomkamp's next movie um, entitled Greenland. Um, doesn't sound good to me. I mean, one family's fight for survival in the face of a cataclysmic natural disaster. Um, unless there's robots or aliens, which is what Neil Blomkamp is known for. I don't care at the moment, but I also trust him as a writer director. So, you know, I, just, I hate Chappie so much. So we'll see how this goes. <laughs> uh, you... You. I really hated Chappie. Um, yeah, I mean, Neil Blomkamp, Oates, you know, what happened? O- Oates is still going, right? Oates is still, still going, off. yeah. And those okay. and those are good. Um, did I hear that the, the latest one did not get funded or something? Something, I don't know. I thought I read something stupid, but since I don't have those facts, I'm not going to say anything else. But, uh, yeah, don't be surprised if a robot or an alien jumps out of the ice caps in Greenland. So... 
That's what I'm holding out hope for with this movie. Why don't you tell us the next piece of news? Because I want to see if you're excited or not. I am. I saw this yesterday. Uh, so they've been wanting to make a Monster Hunter movie for a long time. And I think it's something that could work very well in, in theaters uh, if the right studio did it. But then again, you know, video game movies. Ugh. I mean, when Rampage is your best outing, and just because it's The Rock. Or not just, um, so, I mean, if they go that kind of route where they do big big monsters and stuff like that, I'm, I'm down. So, it uh, looks like Mila Jovovich is joining the ranks of, of the cinematic experience known as Monster Hunter, the movie. Am I excited? I don't know. Okay. I'm not. No. <laughs> I am I am so excited for Monster Hunter that actually it's fallen down on my list of games I want to play right now that are, you know, queuing up underneath God of War. So good luck to Monster Hunter in the future. Yeah. I'd say play the game and watch yeah. the trailer. Um also in movie news, Escape Plan Two hits Blu-ray next month, I think. Did you see the original Escape Plan? I did not. I want to. It was actually on TV the other night and reminded me of how I wanted to watch this movie. And I've not gotten around to it. Very smart movie. The original stars Sylvester Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, Schwarzenegger is not back for the sequel, so that's interesting. I don't know why. I also don't know why it's only going great to Blu-ray. But regardless, I like the first one. I'll check out the second. Hopefully it stands up. Stallone is in this one? Yeah. So is Dave Batista's in it too. So, oh. but David Batista is not about doing directed video movies. So, oh no, Dave Batista's just taking whatever he can take these days. It's awesome. I think so. Yeah. Um, keeping along the line in the video game world a little bit, uh, Sony is going to end production uh, of its physical Vita games. Is it Duh. this year? I can't remember when they said. It. I don't think it really matters. Uh, but yeah, it's it's sooner than later. Uh, because this pet last couple months now, they just stopped uh, the PS Plus part of anything outside of PS4, yeah. uh, which includes PS3 and Vita going by the wayside now. Uh, you Good. Force... It's such a waste of time. It is. I mean, you're not making PS3s anymore. What's the point? You're making Vitas, but, you know, I nobody bought Nobody has Vitas anymore. All right. Nobody picks up their Vita. My Vita's sitting next to me. It's just gathering dust. I, I downloaded every game every month just to have it in my library. Just yeah, but it, it, you know what it is. I felt like Sony, Sony just fucked that system in the first place. Uh, and really, to to not make like say I'm a PS4 owner and I want to download all my PS PS Plus games for the month on all my systems. Why why can't I just do it from there? Why do I have to go into my Vita and download those games? That's the stupidest thing I've ever... Like, hi, this is my profile. I'm a PS4, PS3, and PS Vita user. I can get all of these downloaded out of my system. You know, it, they're... Sony... This is the one thing Sony does that I don't really agree with. And it's... it's the first thing is is backwards compatibility. The second thing was was that. So, it's... Uh, it's kind of frustrating, but yeah, I don't, I don't see the point of making physical Vita games. I don't see the point of making physical media much anymore uh, in the future. Yeah. I mean, I am a little surprised or that was one of the things that always annoyed me is that you couldn't play your PlayStation three games as a digital download on your PS4. It just made 
like no i mean i don't know i'm not an engineer it makes no sense to me but you know xbox does it so why can't you do it 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 makes no sense and the fact that they all they want to do is push their push that streaming service the 20 dollars a month whatever that thing is so you can play in the past game like that's what their thing is right it's it's no love to the fans or you know oh i spent all this money on games so why can't i play them you know it's yep that's the one thing they really need to consider for PlayStation 5. They really need to. Agree. Um, in, in a sequel that nobody asked for, uh, we get Rage 2. Um, the first Rage came out in 2010, and Bethesda is resurrecting the series in one of the most balls-out, insane trailers that I've seen. It was like when they redid that, when they redid Doom, I don't know if you remember that Doom trailer that came out a few years ago, and it was just like complete bonkers. Like this reminded yeah. me of the same thing. Yeah, exactly. That's those were the. That's what it actually made me feel like I was watching it again. And I was like, "Wow, this is this is badass." Yeah, it's like Doom meets Borderlands meets Mad Max, which is Borderlands, but with yeah. better graphics. It just looked insane. So, um count me in, you know, like I'll read the reviews when they come out and, you know, I'm not going to pre-order it, but at the same time, like there's going to be more news, um, at E3, E3 is coming up in a few weeks. Um, one thing that they did say, Bethesda said that their E3, which is on June 10th is going to be their longest one that they've ever had, which to me means we're obviously going to get news about, you know, rage Two. um, but then what else is Bethesda going to reveal? They've been really pushing Elder Scrolls Online, so I would imagine some sort of expansion for that. My hope, and this might just be me and some other millions of people, but is Skyrim, or not Skyrim, but Elder Scrolls Six. Um, Skyrim came out, I think, 2009. I mean, it's it's been a long time. So it's like, hello, like you did the VR thing, last year and you brought it to switch last year but it's like okay sorry 2011 it's no, you're like, right though i mean the last i had an xbox yeah for sky uh, for sky i bought an i i bet an xbox for skyrim like yeah. literally that's why i bought it for the yeah, 360 exactly. yeah yep. so insane it's but it's time but here here they are still making still making skyrim stuff so they're like oh here's your here's your switch port here's your Here's your um, VR VR game, you know. So yeah. i i don't I don't know what you know. It would be nice, you know. I I'm not gonna say anything else because I'm not a huge fan of Skyrim. I liked it, and I like the Elder Scrolls series, but I I love Fallout. They just it does so much more for me. All right, <laughs> let's go on to Star Wars. Uh, John Favreau said that the Star Wars live-action series will be post-Return of the Jedi uh, by seven years. So we're going to start mining that territory finally. Yeah, it, it, it seems to really take place... What was it called? It was called Aftermath? Originally, the whole... What was that whole time period right after Return of the Jedi with... I have the book right in front of me, too. It's called Aftermath. It's the Aftermath, Aftermath trilogy. right. So remember that game we played as well that was set in that time period? It was that kind of RPG um, action year. On our phone. Yeah, that game. That, that, yeah, that was, yeah. Um, that was another, you know, canon building thing in that time period. Uh, the Shattered Empire comics, all that stuff. So we've been asking for it. The world wants to know. 
what happens between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens. And like you said, there's a lot of shit to farm. Yep. I hope they just put Sebastian Stan as young Luke Skywalker in that in that show. Oh, yeah, not to mention the the new cartoon that's coming out. You know, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know, I know, I know that book. I don't care about yeah. that cartoon right now, but um, you will. So yeah, that'd be good. Uh, Han Solo, right? I will. I know. I've been proven wrong many times. Han Solo reviews are out. Again, very divisive. Now, I will say this, not as divisive as uh, The Last Jedi. From what I've read on all of them was that it is better than everyone expected. Um, It starts off pretty slow, but then it kicks up. Uh, Obviously, Lando and Chewbacca are the breakouts, and we'll get into Lando a little bit. And then um, Alden Ehrenreich does, by the end of it, kind of prove himself to be Han Solo. Since the kid's going to be in two more movies, I guess that makes sense. So good enough to watch for another one, but some people even ranked it above The Last Jedi. I read some other reviews, too, that were really good, so we'll see. (laughs) um, Yeah. I Let me start off this way. If you have low expectations, anything can beat those. Um, Most of the time. I am excited for the, I am excited for this movie. The closer we get to the date, um, not as excited as as I would think I would feel for a Star Wars movie. All right, this is kind of this is kind of the feeling I have. I don't want it. I of course I don't want this movie to fail. I'm not that. I'm not an asshole. Um, and I love that you know Ron Howard seems seemingly came in and took over and and really fixed things. So all I want is a cohesive space western. That does, you know, some of these characters justice and is a good time for my $15 I'm about to spend. Um, so, you know what, if they can get, if they can kind of like do good world building with this and, and really, like you said, if he can prove his chops, yeah, fine. It's coming. <laughs> I have a prediction. Okay. I think this is going to be better than The Last Jedi. And I, you know, and I tell you why. I think because of how low everyone's expectations are, because the the expectations for the last Jedi were pretty effing high, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Um, you're hearing Luke Skywalker, you know, return. We all expected him to have a lightsaber. We expected him to like we had insanely high expectations that were not met. Regardless of how you think about that movie, your expectations were not met. That's just a fact. Um, fact. This movie, your expectations are so bottom of the barrel that it's probably going to exceed them. You are a Star Wars fan and you want Star Wars to be fun and happy and good. And it's not going to be like Rogue One where everyone dies. It's it's not because they're going to do two more. So I think that this movie is going to be better than The Last Jedi in the sense of it's going to satisfy us as Star Wars fans. The same way that Rebels kind of does too. Do you feel that this movie will fit the mold of a summer blockbuster instead of like what they've been doing with these holiday releases. Do you think? What do you mean? Just because of the scope of this, like not, not the scope of the movie, just the idea behind this movie that it, that it is kind of this spinoff. When did, when did Rogue One come out? It was still wintertime, right? Yep. So as Lucasfilm starts to kind of move their movies into the summertime, um, 
from like this movie seemingly is going to be a lot of fun like on your edge like excitement and whatever you know so action good time so is that like you said this is going to deliver a different feeling than what we've had before so my my kind of argument was like why do you want to move your movie release times around maybe maybe with this kind of movie it is appropriately placed I think uh, after this movie, they'll move everything to December, or they'll do two movies a year. I think this will be the where they go. That was dumb. We didn't need to do that. Like, I got it. Like, you want to get back to the summertime, but I think it's a waste of time when you know how much money. Like, even even if Avengers Infinity War was released during December, it would make probably it would easily reach that two point whatever billion in order to possibly beat Titanic. It's now that Deadpool's coming out and then Solo that it's not going to have the same sort of legs as it would have had during the winter time. So I think this is the last time that they do this. Like, sure, we're always going to have Avengers and Marvel movies during that February to, to August period, and I think that's smart. But I think that um, this Solo and, and Star Wars in general, unless they go to two-a-year model, it's going to go back to December because it just financially makes the most sense and nobody no other studio in their right mind will ever try to compete with disney they just won't so for that it's uh do i think it's gonna break start you know anything no i think it's gonna make its money back i think it's gonna justify their ideas behind doing a sequel and what we're about to talk about and um, real quick before we get into that, uh, Jake Cat- or Jonathan Caston uh, revealed that Anthony Daniels is in the solo movie as a Wookiee. <laughs> just as just as their cameo. Well, Star Wars is known for their cameos, so come on. I know, but Anthony Dave- Daniels. He, he got, he's in everyone. He's in everyone. Whiny, whiny bitch. <laughs> I remember when he was like bitching about his parts not being big enough when, like, the Force Awakens rolls around and stuff like that. So, all right, Anthony Daniels, put this Wookiee suit on. Exactly. Put you in every movie. Same thing. Warwick was is probably in there, too. He just hasn't been revealed yet. He is in it. Um, I They sh- just showed it yesterday. But oh, okay. Davis was also not in Episode 2 and 3. So, I mean... Which is weird. That's what I thought, too. Well, whatever. Anyway, um... Kathleen Kennedy this morning, as of when we were recording this on the 16th, has come out to say that she will be seeing more Lando spinoff movies. Um, Only her? Only she will. So here's, here's where the landscape gets a little weird. And this could be its own episode, so I don't know how deep we want to get into this, but if Lando is going to get his own movie, maybe one maybe three Han Solo is also going to get three. Where, where does this fit in with Ron uh, Ryan Johnson's trilogy, which says it takes place with characters that we've never seen before. And the movies with the game of Thrones character or uh, writers and directors, but they, where they did not say that it's going to be all new characters for that. So the, the, those guys could be doing this Lando thing and this Han Solo thing. So, but you know, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, here's my thoughts. A Ryan Johnson's series is going to be an outlier. It's going to involve things that like in the outer rim, yeah, that we've heard. Like even if it's not the outer rim, it doesn't. It's just it's going to be placed away. 
And it, that's the thing about this is like you could have these little these little stories everywhere you wanted, and it would just all could coexist. All you have to do is stamp a date on there, and that's the one thing that these probably should start doing is really amping up their timeline to really fit in with what canons all of canon. They need to do a full canon timeline. Uh, second thing, I don't I don't know if if everything that's been previously announced would have to do with like say Lando Han or anything like that. Maybe, but. I would think that they would want to farm things differently. So they're going to be doing the, the Favreau show between six and seven. Um, maybe one of these series is placed in the civil war, but we've seen a lot of civil war stuff. So I kind of have a feeling that it's going to be, both of those things will be outside of outside of this. What is your thoughts on a Lando movie in general? I, I, I see one and done. I, I, see. I could see it happening. I mean, that's fine, and I and I think that Donald Glover is probably going to steal the show in this movie and and do a great job. And I think, but doing a trilogy of Lando movies, this is where we're getting into that 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 whole thing of just over farming Star Wars. I don't I don't think we need a Lando trilogy. You know, it's Lando movie, yes, but I don't want three movies here, three movies there. It's like that's where we're going to start getting oversaturation. I agree. Um, I actually think it would kind of cool, and I know they won't do this, but I think it would be kind of cool if the first one was Han Solo, the second one was a Lando movie with Han Solo in it, and the third one was the two of them together, and kind of do what they did with this Last Shot book. So it's told from all different perspectives, but it ties into this overarching story. And to me, that, that would be smart. It would be different. It would be something that we've never seen before in movies. It would just, it would be so cool. And um, that would be it. But still, at the end of the day, I want an Obi-Wan movie or bust. So, <laughs> Serious, seriously, man. I mean, where is any kind of announcement on this? It's, it's, that's it. All right. So let's, uh, let's get into our pursuit of plastic. All right, toy enthusiasts, we have a couple uh, headlines for you. We got some Deadpool two hot toys hitting. Now, from what we see, there's only Deadpool. So, where is the uh, rest of you know the crew? X Force, Cable. Will they get announced if the movie makes money? Will they just get announced anyhow? Where are they? Because like I'm the Avengers had no problem dropping all the characters, <laughs> making you spend like thousands of dollars on. Your entire team, but you know how that goes. Yeah. I mean, that's just you know, <laughs> um, you know, another Deadpool to go with the one that you already have. The suit looks exactly the same, and from what I've seen, I don't care. I don't, you know, I really don't care. But enthusiasts who have to be completionist and get everything uh, of the character. Yeah, I really feel that's weird. Um, like you don't do anything really different. I I don't know. I it's kind of confusing to me because it's just like here's a little bit of an updated version of that figure you just bought. Yeah, just I don't know how they I don't know how they make money. Ah, uh, well, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, and then finally today, a uh, little news coming out of the Funko uh, <laughs> corner. They have a brand new a brand new line of figures coming out. 
I don't know how, how many cutesy lines this company can come up with. But uh, this morning they introduced Five Star, they're calling it. And they're launching this line with uh, Harry Potter. And so let me just read this to you. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, ty- it's described as, in addition to Funko's usual attention to detail and characterization, the five-star line boasts several unique features, including three points of articulation, allowing the figures to be posed, window display box packaging that mimics the opening of a book, and situates each character in their unique world, and thoughtful accessories that further the character's narrative. So, uh, they look cute. They will probably sell. And Funko will continue making money. So, I, yeah. I don't know. These just look like articulated pops with not so much, you know, poppiness to them. Yeah, I'll get them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just right out of the gate with these Harry Potter figures. Yep. You had me. <laughs> look, I'm sorry. I'm there. Cool. Yep. Like Keep doing it. Do some Tolkien ones, you know? Like, I'm there. I'll buy them. Yeah. You know, in a world of that's dominated by pop, <laughs> I just, I, I like to see these things come up. So, it's yeah. fun. Whether or not these things, you know, they they last, like with the vinyl or pop can, you know, rocking. Yeah, yeah. It just it's it's funny because like you think like Funko fails at some point and like the figures go away, like those those five Hoa ones. Uh, but all of a sudden, yeah. they 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 release a Teen Titans set in their their exclusive box, and they're like, oh well, look forward to ways of completing your set, and you know. I did it through eBay, but yeah. Um, what do you? What are they doing? I still haven't heard news of where these boxes are going, um, so I would like that. But I don't know. I'm just kind of going off tangent here with Funko, <laughs> but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what else? I think that's it. So where can you find us, Casey? Oh my gosh, everywhere. So we are at don'tforgettotell.com, the only place to travel geekly news, reviews, interviews, and so much more. We're on a slew of social media sites, Instagram, Twitter, some other ones, Facebook, Facebook. <laughs> uh, either at D fat towel or don't forget to tell one on the Facebook. Um, and as I said, at the top of the episode, uh, if you download the radio public app and download our episodes, we get a little bit of a kickback, which goes into making the show better. Um, and you know, Thank you guys just for a lot of interaction lately, which is what we really want. We really want to build that community up um, of you towelites, as we so lovingly call everybody who uh, participates, you know, on the site, in these podcasts, um, in the unboxing videos, uh, you know, as we put on our YouTube page, we're on YouTube as well. Um, So keep up the good work. We'll keep talking to you. And, and uh, as we said, stay tuned to that hundredth episode where we'll have a nice, fat defat giveaway you know and uh swag bags. Action. yeah some swagging swagging bagging um swaggly baggy uh. <laughs> so uh yeah this is casey saying uh you know support your local deadpool <laughs> this is chris see you next time <laughs>